The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Seneca's letter number five, subtitled On the Philosopher's Mean, which we read in its entirety yesterday, and today we're going to focus on an excerpt. The two topics I want to address today are, as the title indicates, Kiruv and Kohanim. The, maybe before I, eh, I'll read, I'll read the excerpt first, and then I'll talk about the Kiruv thing. So this is uh, this is going to be a f- scattered throughout the letter. A few a uh, few excerpts here. I warn you, however, talking to Lucilius, not to act after the fashion of those who desire to be conspicuous rather than to improve by doing things which will rouse comment as regards your dress or general way of living. Repellent attire, unkempt hair, slovenly beard, open scorn of silver dishes, a couch on the bare earth, and any other perverted forms of self-display are to be avoided. The mere name of philosophy, however quietly pursued, is an object of sufficient scorn. And what would happen if we should begin to separate ourselves from the customs of our fellow men? Inwardly, we ought to be different in all respects, but our exterior should conform to society. Let us try to to maintain a higher standard of life than that of the multitude, but not a contrary standard. Otherwise, we shall frighten away and repel the very persons whom we are trying to improve. We also bring it about that they are unwilling to imitate us in anything because they are afraid lest they might be compelled to imitate us in everything. So I've taught in Jewish high schools for 11 years. I have taught in a co-ed modern Orthodox high school, an all-boys modern Orthodox high school, and an all-girls modern Orthodox high school. And I'm going to talk about a problem that I've seen, not in a major way, I just, I've seen it in individual teachers in, in, in all of these schools. So obviously, one of the goals, not necessarily formulated this way, but one of the, one of the goals of all Jewish teachers I should hope is you want the kids who you teach to to come closer to Judaism. That's what we call. I mean, that's that's why we use the word kiruv. Kiruv means to bring close. And I'm not talking about kiruv in the sense of outreach to non-observant Jews, although this might extend to that as well. I'm I'm just talking about in the in the high school setting, which is what I'm familiar with. We want students to be attracted to the lifestyle of Torah and to learning and to mitzvot and and everything that we, all of the values and ideas that we represent and that we embody, that we strive to embody as teachers and we try to impart. So the mistake, I think, is that there are certain teachers who will conduct themselves in, uh, how did Seneca put it, in ways, doing things which will rouse comment as regards your dress or general way of living. So in some cases, this might be a certain style of, uh, of, of religious garb. In other cases, it might be, like he said, a certain slovenly or unkempt appearance. In other cases, it might be a certain way of talking, certain slang, certain, um, a certain mode of speech that, that teachers get into. I don't want to get into particulars because I don't want to um, sound like I'm criticizing specific uh, specific groups, and I'm really not. I'm, I, I've, I've seen many manifestations of this, and I'm sure I've been guilty of this as well. So the advice that Seneca is giving here I think is really important, and the way he puts it is also very important. And I want to read that last part again. He says, 
that, well, first of all, again, the, the, the name of philosophy, however quietly pursued, is an object of sufficient scorn. What would happen if we should begin to separate ourselves from the customs of our fellow men? The thing is, is that when you're teaching modern Orthodox uh, kids, uh, teenagers, uh, they they will often be in conflict. Like they will be attracted to certain elements of, of, of what you teach and certain ideas in, in Judaism and ways of life. But they also are attracted to certain elements of of American culture and and things that their own uh, friends and and cohorts are doing. So this last line is the key line, which is he says uh, that we shall uh, we we have to be careful, otherwise we shall frighten away and repel the very persons whom we are trying to improve. We also bring it about that they are unwilling to imitate us in anything because they are afraid lest they be compelled to imitate us in everything. And and that's the key here, which is that I feel like certain teachers go a little overboard in pushing their externally focused or not externally focused their their externally conspicuous type of practice of Judaism onto the students that they teach in a way that pressures them to say you have to be like me or or not at all or 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 not be involved in Judaism at all and and I don't think these external trappings are are inherently problematic because I've seen I've seen teachers who are who, who wear the garb, who talk differently, and are quote unquote not relatable in many ways. But because they don't exert that pressure, then the students feel totally comfortable just taking on certain ideas or ways of life or values uh, without feeling compelled to imitate them in everything. Uh, and a good example of this, even though he wasn't a high school teacher, I, I hear people talk about uh, Rabbi Abraham Torsky. Um, Oliver Shalom, who, who passed away, uh, what was it, about a month ago? And when you see a picture of him, he looks like a, a an old school European Hasidic Rebbe. And then when he opens his mouth, he talks in a very normal way, talks about normal things, talks about very uh, contemporary issues. I'm sure there are were people who viewed Rabbi Jonathan Sachs that way as well. Uh, and just because he was in, in the rabbinate, but then as soon as he starts talking, he is he he's very non-judgmental and 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 open and uh and and accepting and there's the you don't get that sense of that pressure and the the rub of my shul in uh in mercer island in in, in washington suburb of seattle uh the one of the rabbim who who uh brought our family to judaism and who converted me um is rabbi kornfeld and he's uh he's chabad but he is absolutely non-judgmental like many chabad people are absolutely non-judgmental not trying to, you know, he still he still is is marketing Judaism in the same way that any good Chabad rabbi will do, but he's not doing it in a way that that puts this absolute pressure that you must conform to to everything uh, that I'm doing or or I'm not interested in you. So I, I think that's just a word of warning to to some educators to make sure that they're not doing it. And it's hard. Again, I I'm acknowledging that I've fallen prey to this as well. And uh, and it's hard because we value what we teach and we care about our students, and it's hard not to uh, not to want what's good for them, but but we can't do it in a way that repels them. Okay, so I mentioned yesterday, switching gears for a second. Uh, I mentioned this is going to get back though. I mentioned that yesterday's halachos from the Rambam were really talking about how the how the people should desire the actions of the chacham and want to be like them and get along with them and. And there should be a certain mingling of of personalities in, in the sense of it should be congenial, happy, all this other stuff. And that that if and, and Seneca was saying you, you shouldn't go overboard and wear these fancy garments. So I mentioned yesterday that you know this week's parsha is Parsha's Tetzave, which which talks about the Kohanim and their garments. 
And it seems like the Kohanim really, really, really don't follow Seneca's uh, principles here. Uh, that the Kohanim, uh, certainly when they're when they're in the base of Mikdash and when they're doing their avoda, they dress in a in a very, very aesthetically flashy way, and they have to be physically blemish free. And they are they they live separately in many ways in their lifestyle from the rest of the nation. So uh, the question is: is that is that actually contrary to what Seneca was saying? Um, so I wrote a blog post on this, uh, really addressing more of the physical blemishes, uh, which I'll attach in the show notes. Uh, the blog post is titled, I think, does Hashem hate unibrows? And it was about what do we make of the fact that, that Kohanim with physical blemishes like unibrows are not permitted to serve in the base of Mikdash. So I'm not going to go into that here, but it, it is related. And I'm going to quote from, from the Sefer Achinach, which I cite there as well. This is the Sefer Achinach on mitzvah number 275. Uh, and I think this is on the mitzvah of the physical blemishes. He says, at the root of this mitzvah lies the reason that the majority of people's actions are favorable to the hearts of those who see them in accordance of the eminence of those who do them. Kind of awkward wording there. I don't think this is my translation. For when a man is distinguished in his appearance and good in his actions, he will find favor and good success in everything he does in the eyes of all who observe him. If, however, he is the opposite of this inferior in his form or peculiar in his limbs, then even if he is straight in his ways, his activities will not be so attractive to the heart of those who see him. It is therefore truly fitting that the messenger, i.e. the Kohen, on whom atonement depends, should be a man of grace, handsome in appearance, and fair in features, and pleasing in all his ways, that the minds of men may be drawn to him. And in addition to this, it is possible that in the perfection of his form lies an intimation of matters through which, as man's thoughts dwell on them, his spirit will be cleansed and exalted. It is therefore not right in any way that there should be in him, in the Kohen, any deviation in any of his forms whatsoever, lest the spirit of the contemplator be distracted on account of the peculiarity and stray from the desired goal. So he's really saying two things here, that the Kohanim have to be free from blemishes and deviations from the norm, because that could be distracting, but they also have to be attractive and awe-inspiring in a way that makes people look to them as sources of insight. And... Even though I acknowledge the truth of what Seneca is saying, that you don't want you as a, as a sage or as a, as a teacher or as a philosopher don't want to be so different from people that they're repelled by it or that they feel that they have to emulate you in everything or nothing like we talked about before. But at the same time, I think there is a category of kind of like the the celebrity the celebrity sage, you know, the celebrity chacham or philosopher that lives a life that is apart from the people and that's so glamorous that you aspire to it in a way that's, that is more, uh, I guess, ambitious than familiar, meaning it's not, you don't view yourself in the same league where you're competing with them or operating in the same circles to the point where you would, you would feel the same conflict that you would with a, with a, a fellow, a, a neighborly chacham. But, you 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 kind of stand in awe of these Kohanim in the Mikdash when you go there and they they're they're part of the institution of the awe of the of the sanctuary as a whole and they do the avoda the ser- the divine service and they're the teachers and they are the the people devoted to com- who've devoted their complete lives to learning and that's kind of like a you have this awe and this aspiration to be like these glamorous people and i think i i know i'm not articulating the theory clearly i guess what i'm saying though is that there are two ways that the Chachamim, that the wise people in the nation should should help the rest of the nation to get closer to Torah. The Chachamim do it in ways that are operating on the same plane. And 
And much like Seneca said that we discussed yesterday, they're not acting in ways that are contrary to uh, to the masses, but they are elevated above the masses in their conduct. And the masses will will aspire to that by comparing themselves to, to them and saying, I want to be like them in, in an accessible way, in something that is accessible. Then there's the Kohanim who embody this completely different standard, like the gold standard of what it's like to be a servant of Hashem. And that's a different psychological avenue, which also moves the nation to uh, to advance in their in their perfection. So I'm sure there's a lot more work on this, but uh, I just couldn't help but think of it because it went so seems to go so much against what Seneca was saying. And I think it, it does, but I think it's it is a different psychological avenue. Uh, that is it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com/rabbishnayways. Links in the description. As I've mentioned this week, help us to celebrate our hundredth episode. Uh, by becoming a patron if you are a regular listener. Even $3 a month can go a long way, certainly $10 or more. Uh, Thank you to my listeners for listening, and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone. And thank you again to people who have responded to the survey. Uh, I will continue to link it for the rest of the week in hopes that other people will respond as well. Thanks.